Welcome to Mumtaz Arabic, a fun and conversational podcast series which will introduce you to Arabic and give you some handy tips for learning the language. My name is Marita Petherbridge, and joining me on Mumtaz Arabic is Damien Doyle, a fellow Aussie and a fellow Arabic learner. Hi, Damien. Hi. And rounding out our panel is Mohanad Kossar. Mohanad is a Syrian who has lived in Australia long enough to learn all of the local slang. Among many other things that keep him busy, Mohanad teaches Arabic. Hi, Mohanad. Hi, Marita. So, Mohanad. How do we say hi in Arabic? Uh, we usually say marhaban, and in some Arab, other Arab countries we say assalamu alaikum. Is one of them more formal than the other? Um, both of them are formal, but one of them is more Islamic than the other. So in most of the Islamic countries, or where the Islamic culture is there, we use or they use assalamu alaikum, and the response would be wa alaikum assalam. And that literally means peace be with you and and then peace also with you. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. That's one of the first things that, that I learned when I started uh, Arabic. And it, it's really interesting because when I learned what the literal meaning, uh, peace be upon you and also upon you, is, I was reminded of going to Mass when I was a young boy and always saying at the end of Mass, um, peace, peace be upon you and also upon you. And I wondered if you know maybe um, these expressions all come from the same point of origin. They come from the same origin, and um, even not, not only Muslims in the Arab world use these greetings. Even Christians or uh, Jews, they they all um, use uh, "Assalamu alaikum" or "Wa alaikum salam." It's part of the culture right now, rather than part of the religion. Huh. And Mohanad, could you explain what Mumtaz in our podcast name means? Yeah, sure. Um, Mumtaz um, means excellent, and um, it comes from the root uh, "Intaza," which is to excel. And this expression I always use with my students. Um, Damien is one of them. So whenever he does good in his exercises, I'd say, Mumtaz um, Damien. But sometimes when he fails something, I'll give him 10 push-ups. Ashradat. <laughs> I do a lot of push-ups. That's why you fit. Arabic is one of the six official languages of the United Nations. And it's spoken by nearly half a billion people. Mohanad, can you give us a, a bit of a history of the language? Yeah, sure. Um, Arabic is the most spoken um, Semitic language. It is spoken by around 420 million people, mainly in the Arab world. But as well, it's spoken by um, most Muslims all around the world. Um, maybe they don't speak it, but they, they practice it in their prayers in the, when, when reading Quran. So it's well spoken all, all, over, um, the, all, all around the world. So in Muslim countries where Arabic is not the native language, do they still pray in Arabic? Yes, they do. Um, all the prayers um, in Islam are done in Arabic. And when people read the Quran as well, they read it in Arabic, although they have the translation next to it. So they read the translation to get the meaning. But uh, when they read or they want to recite the Quran, it should be in Arabic. Is the Arabic in the Quran the same Arabic that I read in a newspaper in the Arab world? Um, no, it's not the same. Um, Arabic usually designates one of three main variants. So we have the classical Arabic, we have the modern standard Arabic, and then we have the colloquial. Um, the classical Arabic is the language uh, found in the Quran, and it is the most profound Arabic structure that you find. Uh, it was one of the prophet, one of the miracles of Prophet Muhammad when he came to his um, clan, uh, but it's not the one that is used on daily basis. Um, then we have the modern standard Arabic that is, is derived from the language of the Quran uh, and the one that um, we teach to our students. Um, it is usually used in schools, universities, and sometimes in workplaces um, and government. Uh, then we have the colloquial Arabic, 
and uh, this is the, the language that is spoken all around the Arab world and this is the um, um, the one that makes some troubles to, to learners because in every country uh, they have different dialect and if you go to, to Sham, to Syria, to Lebanon, you speak one dialect. If you go to Morocco, to Algeria, it's totally different dialect. So, uh, and this is the, the, the spoken uh, language all around the Arab world. When I'm not studying Arabic with you, Mohanad, and doing push-ups, um, I, I study uh, politics in the Middle East. And my studies meant that I needed to travel. And the first thing that I found when I was traveling was that my um, my very basic modern standard Arabic wasn't understandable to local people. And when I tried to talk to Iraqis uh, with my Ismi Damien and my Assalamu Alaikums, um, they responded with Shakomako and, and Shlonak. That's correct. And... Um it, it is very difficult for a native Arabic speaker to use the modern standard Arabic. So most of, most of the Arab, um, Arabs uh, understand the modern standard Arabic because they, they listen to it in the news. Um, when they watch documentaries, they listen to modern standard Arabic. But sometimes, or most of the time, it's very hard for them to respond in, in, in standard Arabic. So that's why when my students come back to me and they say, oh, I couldn't use modern standard Arabic in the Arab world and I was embarrassed to use it over there, I'd say, no, keep using it and they will be embarrassed not to, to speak their own <laughs> language and, and I suppose because the Arab world is um, so big and extends from the tip of Africa uh, across North Africa and into the Middle East I suppose too that not only do you have dialects but you also have Arabic doing what all languages do and, and inter interacting with the other languages around it so I guess in North Africa it, it would borrow words from French and I know that in Iraq uh, Arabic is influenced by and shares words with with Persian. That's really correct and um, um, Arabic or especially the, uh, the dialect uh, are influenced by other languages if you go to North Syria for example you'll hear uh, or even even North Iraq you'll hear lots of Turkish words um, Eastern um, Iraq they use Persian if you go to North Africa they use lots of French so it is influenced by all the languages around them but when we talk about dialects we have four categories or four main dialects in the Arab world so we have the Western dialect, which is the uh, Maghribi dialect, uh, which is used mostly uh, by North African people. Then we have the Central dialect, which is used by Egyptians and uh, Sudanese. Um, then we have the Northern dialect, or we call it the Shami and the Iraqi, that's used in um, Birad al-Sham, um, Levantine, and in Iraq, Iraq. And then we have the peninsula dialect, which is the Gulf, the Yemeni. So there are certain categories, but even even in Syria, like as you said before, that I came from Syria. So every city has its own dialect. So if someone comes from Homs, so I can know that he's from Homs or he, this person is from Aleppo. So from some vocabularies that they use uh, that are distinct for this region or another one. So Mohanid, can you teach us how to say hello and goodbye so that everybody will understand us? Yeah, sure. Um, usually we use um, the modern standard Arabic one. So uh, uh, when we say hello, it's marhaban. Can you say after me? Marhaban. 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 And goodbye, it's ma'asalama. 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 Really good. There's that, that word again, salama. What, what does that mean? Salama is safety. So go with safety. And what about if I want to say please or thank you is there a way to say that that every arab arabic speaker will understand yeah um the polite uh, way of saying um please is lausamat 
or sometimes min fadlik. And do you want to say it after me? So can you say law samat? Law samat. Law samat. And min. <laughs> <laughs> and for example, for thank you, we'd say shukran. Can you say shukran? I know this one. Shukran. Shukran. And the response would be afwan. 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 Really good. Shukran Mohammed. And I suppose it's almost time for us to say Masalama, um, but hopefully you'll be able to teach us some more words and phrases in the coming episodes. Yeah, sure, inshallah. I hear that word all the time. There are lots of Arabic expressions like inshallah um, that are really interesting and you hear them all the time but don't maybe don't know what they mean. And that's one of the interesting things that we're going to talk about in a future episode of this podcast. We're also going to have a look at some Arabic words that pop up in other languages, especially in English, the words that we've borrowed from Arabic and that we use all the time. And very helpful for me, we're going to look at how to pronounce Arabic letters that are, are tricky, uh, ones that aren't at all like their English counterparts. So thank you and shukran Mahanad. Afwan. And shukran Damien. Afwan. And I'll see you both next time. Inshallah. <laughs> and shukran to everybody for listening to the first podcast of Mumtaz Arabic. If you enjoyed it, please consider giving us a positive review on iTunes and we'd love to have your company again next time. Goodbye and masalama. salama.